This is Only We Matter Podcast with Jacqueline and Brandon, bringing generations together. Well, welcome back to Only We Matter Podcast. This is part two of Not Being Content at Christmas. This is a conversation that is already in progress, and actually, we are at a game segment of the podcast. So I'll recap what the game is, and we'll jump in to the part where we are at. So welcome to Only We Matter Podcast, game time with Brandon. So Jacqueline is our contestant here today, and she's going to try to guess uh, what makes different generations happy so she already explained wonderfully for herself and you can go back if you want to hear that again and and and, and feel awesome uh but we're going to go from everything everything from traditionalists those born before 1946 all the way through to oh gen z who are are basically in university and maybe at the end of high school here today so so then my generation is gen x and gen x so what year in gen x were you born 67 ish. Wow. So you're like, you're like the beginning of Gen X. So there's probably lots of crossover, lots of uh, crossover here. Okay. What, what would you guess? Give me one word or two words, a phrase. Financial freedom. Wow. That's very good. That's very good. Independence. Really? Independence is what they said here. Yeah. Which hands down. Yeah. Hands down. I can ask anybody in my peer group of that age group. So it comes up in our yeah. conversation almost once all the time. Yeah. 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 Independence. I do. I do what I want. <laughs> you know, it said that the last thing you want is to feel, feel trapped, you know, um, <laughs> did, would, would rather fix something rather than calling a plumber. Oh my goodness. We just had that conversation. That's so funny. Yeah. So (laughs) So my husband is, is doing our basement is developing our basement. Yes. We were just taking a picture. That's why there's a pause there. Yep. Uh, so my husband, I don't get it edited. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So don't edit it. Uh, so, um, yeah, he was just doing the basement and he's like, Oh, why would I call somebody to do this? Because I know I can do it myself. Yeah. 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 And for Let's me, it's spend like, the money somewhere else because I know I can do this. And for me, I don't call a plumber because I'm just like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to spend money, but I don't know what I'm doing. I'll just leave it broken. <laughs> and then we're fine. like, okay, ask for help. There's actually, it's not a weakness to ask for help. <laughs> It's that's a strength. Right. That's right. And that's the one thing like that we've been, that, that your generation, Gen X has passed on to my generation, I think, is that independence of like, you know, you be, and it almost makes us separate, separate from our community. Yes. And that's the, by, the byproduct that I don't think Gen Xers really realized would happen is, you know, being independent and free means doesn't, doesn't need to mean independent from your community and, and just isolated on our own and that i think has been a a sad byproduct of that what makes you happy is actually going to maybe make you very unhappy wow that's really profound yeah it's really sad that we did that inadvertently i'm sure it's just like 
this is the generation that like brought it to the surface, right? Yeah. And not necessarily, um, oh man, yeah, that's really. Okay, your generation is Gen All right. Z. No, we're millennials. Whoa, oh, whoa, whoa. that's right. I'm, I'm so millennial. sorry. Right in the middle of it all. Um, so millennials. Going, let's go from latchkey. Let's go from latchkey kids, which is you, to uh, moving on to. I was uh, a latchkey at age six. Moving yes, I'm moving on to uh, the introduction to the computer and internet generation. We were the introduction, introduct, introduced to it. Okay, so it has a side note that I need to tell you about. Tell me, I want to so, know. <clears throat> so there was a computer games are, that were originally designed to help kids in school, and there's one called well, one the one that was in the schools, and this I'm, I'm not sure if this this cannot be a Canadian site that I'm reading from, but I remember this game. Okay, so when I in elementary school, very early on. There was a computer in the hallway, and that was the kid's introduction to computers, is you would have computer time, and you'd be assigned it, and you'd go and do it. And it was this game that they mentioned, the Oregon Trail, became a favorite computer among millennials. They were first generation to receive virtual education from an early age. And so it was meant to educate you and help do that. that and so that so was the funny. reason of computer games. Anyway, so we, we, we were the ones introduced to it. So with that in the background... And, and instant messaging beginning with us. What makes millennials happy in our game for all the money in the world? Go, Jacqueline. Games, leisure. Ex explain experiences. Yep, you're right. Experiences. It's all about the experience. Did you find my article? Are you looking things up? <laughs> Are you Googling? I no, I did not find your article, right. actually. I was looking up the first computer because I remember my mom bringing home this computer and I can't remember what the name of it is. It's like, it's not Nintendo. It's like... Like an Atari? No, it's before like, that. Was it, wasn't a game system? No, it was a computer. And she's like, this is the next best thing. She goes, this is the thing that's coming out. She bought it. She brought it home. I remember it sitting up on the counter wow. and all of us are like... I don't know how this works. Crazy. I don't know what Crazy. I don't know what to do with this. Wow. My my brother, my brother would remember what it is. I can't remember what it is. So here's the cuz we talked about Gen X cuz we and we maybe picked it apart a little bit and then we'll come we'll do millennials just because I I, I know it a lot too. So the one problem with experience mm -hmm. and then this idea of of YOLO, you only live once. Oh, um, yes, that's a big one. <clears throat> Is this idea then the next one that came was like the fear of missing out FOMO that came yeah. out. Um, the, the downside to being experiences, I think, is that fear. Like, we, we use fear of missing out as this, like, you know, whatever trendy tagline, not anymore, but um, used to. But the, the byproduct of, of course, of that was the actual fear of missing out that I need to be engaged at all times. I should have been super a bad on our mental health. That, that we just feel like the pressure to always be on our game at all times and to have, I need to have the best experience so that I can show other people now. So it's like the worst possible combination of instant messaging and, and, and social media coming out for us uh, with experiences because now we got to show everybody. It's not enough just to experience it, but, but to show it. So there was this commercial that came out, I don't know, probably 10 years ago now, but it came out and, and the whole commercial was, uh, might've been like a Canadian tire commercial or something. And so th they, the family went, they ran into, it was they were post posting a picture and they all ran into Canadian tire set up at the camping 
section and they, they had their camping gear on. They went, they took a picture and said, okay, let's go. And they left and they posted that. That's what they posted as if they were camping. And then it was an advertisement for whatever, Canadian Tire or something. But that, that's, that's, that, is that happens. That happens all the time. That is my generation where you talk about like three takes, four takes, five takes. Like it's the perfect picture to make it look like I'm doing the thing. Like I'm, you know, I'm taking a picture with, man, here's a good Christian one. I'm taking a picture. We, in, we inv- invented this one. You've probably done it. Everyone's done it. I take a picture with my coffee and my Bible besides some fun scene. I'm not probably not in the picture, uh, but it's a Bible and it's a coffee at the fireplace or it's a Bible and a coffee. Oh, uh, how many times have I done that? In nature, right? And that's because that's what we've done. Whether I read the Bible or not, it doesn't matter. But I've told everybody on that world, in the internet world, that uh, that's what I do. So experiences, if I have good experiences, I am happy. I should have been a millennial. Gen Z. Gen Z. Okay, we love them. We love them somewhere around 96 to even now. They say 2010, but it's it's probably still going on. I don't know. 2015. We don't have a ton of data on this one. So I'm, I'm interested to hear your input on these guys. I think they got it close. What do you think it is? Do you want some background first? Yeah. Okay. Here's some background. Gen Z is the first generation that has lived completely online. Like their parents were posting their photos basically when they were born or close to it when they were young kids. They, they grew up on a computer and on the internet, essentially. Um, they are the most diverse generation, meaning globalization has happened in their time. That they, They've been growing up in a globalizationized, there's a word for that that I'm not coming to my head, um, in that more of a type of a world than ever before. Okay. What do you think would make a Gen Z happy? I don't know. I'm trying to think of a couple of them that are, that I would know and what would make them happy. And, you know, what comes to me is this whole hippie mentality of, I'm just going to go with the flow, whatever feels good. But that's kind of like, that's a little bit of a crossover with a millennial type person. Yeah. Yeah. Truth being relative, but that's, it's, it's true. And what comes out of that though, you know, that truth being relative for everybody and your truth is my truth. That That's really emphasized in Gen Z and becomes an issue. Um, but in the midst of that is this really big need to be included and have community. So inclusiveness, being including everybody in and, and not excluding people or not excluding even me. So when I'm included, I'm happy. That's Gen Z. You know, they could throw, they could probably throw money out the window. They could throw so many things, but like, so, you know, that puts family at the top of the list for these guys um, in particular. Uh, really close friends and community, but but also diverse friends and being open to that. Um, whether it be you know, like you know, like sexuality has been a big conversation. Like they want Huge, to include everyone right? of every type of sexuality and be open to everybody. Um, but but also you know, like thinking of the world and globalization. They want to include everyone that's in their community. Inclusiveness makes makes Gen Z happy. So then in the end, as we come to these, so quick recap, traditionalists, uh, loyalty, baby boomers, 
uh, impact, uh, Gen X, independence, millennials, experiences, Gen Z, inclusiveness. It's Christmas time. And we're all going to be looking for happiness. Every single one of us are going to be seeking some form of happiness this time of year. What happens when we can't get this? What happens when we can't get, you know, for a Gen Z who, who wants to be included and, and COVID-19 doesn't let them be included uh, and, and Gen, Gen Z and millennials can't have experiences um, right now during Christmas time. I can't make a good Christmas experience to, to put on social media, you know, um, when independence of Gen Xers becomes isolation this time, type of year. Um, you know, baby boomers, what kind of impact can I make when everything's shut down? Um, and then traditionalists for those who are, who are still alive, hope maybe they're listening to us. That'd be awesome. If they weren't listening in here today, um, what it means to be loyal this time of year, how do I find that and be happy? Um, I think they, maybe they, they have the best chance this time of year because especially like shop local is like a huge, has been a huge thing, but like now it's like, it's like governmental language of like, you need to shop local to keep our small businesses and alive. Um, of course that would make them probably really happy he's like oh man I'm, I'm being super loyal and everyone's being loyal right now but how do we find contentment in this year that's our question i think that i mean it's probably rhetorical but if you have an answer with that stare that you have right now you know i uh well i'm i'm thinking through quite a few things actually as you're talking um I pull out this book. It's called In Search of the Real Christmas. I pull it out every year. I've had it for actually, I don't know how long I've had it. it like, could be 10 or 15 years now. Um, and I love it because it always <laughs> brings me back. Um, just always brings me back. Ugh, it was 2003. So I probably got it in 2004. Um, brings me back to what is Christmas really about and thinking about contentment and uh and in this one on this one page it gives like a reflection which of course I love this book for and celebration and um he says many of us write a Christmas letter each year to family and friends celebrating the past year and all it's brought into our lives we thank God for many blessings that surround us material physical and emotional this year how about writing your own private letter to God thanking him that you are becoming more truly human mm -hmm. thank him for ways he has done this specifically for you this past year thank him for um, the changes of your heart that you have experienced okay so that covers two to three of our generations um, for the ability to forgive, to understand, to empathize, to be patient, to be unselfish. You won't have achieved perfection in any of these areas, but it is important to note the progress God is making in your heart. Mm -hmm. Truly human. That is what Jesus was and what we're being transformed in too. That's so good. That's that so great? good. Well, my my quote on my on my Facebook page, you know how you have quotes, yeah, and that nobody reads because nobody actually goes to your profiles. But anyway, um, no, but I know is, what's the point. I have no idea. But God is the most glory before God when I am most genuinely human. That's James Houston. Um, and I've I've loved that quote, and I discovered this 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 theology, I guess, that is so practical to me 
is that it's, it's so okay. It's more than okay to be human and to feel all the feelings and to, and to engage in, in disappointment and, and, and recognize that that's, that's okay to be disappointed, that it makes you human. It doesn't make you an anomaly. It doesn't, because I think where the, where we can get down and out with Christmas or, or seasons like this is this like really high expectations of this on like high, like too far expectations of what it's supposed to be and thinking I'm not supposed to feel those other feelings of human right now. I'm just Mm. supposed to be feeling bliss. Mm. Right. But to recognize that this season is full of all types of feelings and emotion and, and, and different types of things. And this year you're going to feel the disappointment more than ever. And so does that, does that make you any less human? Does that make you any less worthy of, of calling yourself a child of God even, you know? And, and I think the, how we can battle this is recognizing love in the midst of this. See, what you read that, I thought of the, the, the famous Corinthians, First uh, Corinthians chapter 13 passage, right? Mm. About love being patient and kind and, and, and all these items that it is, that love is this self-giving thing. And if we can take a posture of love, okay, I'm getting a little too preachy probably in the podcast today, but um, like taking this posture of love mm-hmm. can bring contentment where I'm the one giving love. So if I approach Christmas that way, how can I, how can I go wrong? Well, and I'm just thinking about servanthood, right? Our message yesterday was on servanthood in church mm-hmm. and love and how serving was the biggest act of love. Yeah. And so what does that look like on a practical, like let's bring it right down to street level. What is that? What does that look like? Yeah. So we discussed this as a, as a leadership in our congregation and part of it was we couldn't do a Christmas celebration. So they've traditionally done a Christmas celebration or have done for a few years together. Right. But instead we can't do that. We can't gather. So we were like, what can we do? Let's, let's serve. How can we give into our community this year in particular? And so we started a, a partnership with an organization in Edmonton that, that is connected with refugees and low, ultra low income families. And we've created 62 Christmas hampers for families in need this year. And we're connecting our families with these families. Hmm, and cool. it's been this, it doesn't, you know, for some churches that won't sound revolutionary, but for our congregation, this is revolutionary and it's impacting people's lives who are serving in this wow. time of year. And it's given them purpose. And especially our organizers of this, or of this, uh, drive has been like the recognition. These are real people with real needs and we get to make an impact. We get to, um, be a part of their lives. And, and that has created such contentment and joy in our community right now. Wow. That's so great. I love that. I love that. Um, you know, there's so many different things that you can get involved with. Because, um, you know, we're just not meant to do, we're not meant to do this life alone. So ministry, mm-hmm. family, right? About community. Yeah. And I love that your church is doing that. And I think there are so many other ways to get involved. Um, if you're not part of a church, if you're not part of a church, reach out to us and we'll, try to help you find one in your, in your neighborhood. Like it's, you know, we don't want to just be talking. We want to somehow help and be practical in those areas. And I just think that's great. I mean, so many people just need help this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I just think that what a great way for us to find contentment this season 
mm. than just to reach out to somebody else. Once we do it, I think contentment floods us and we are, we are content with and, and even, even happy, you know? Yeah. Um, and that verse comes to mind, you know, it's better to give than to receive and people throw it around and whatever, but it's really true. There's there, something meaty behind that statement. There is, there is, there is something supernatural that happens. Huh. I just got a message from somebody who watched uh, the video. Well, and they just, they just messaged me and just said, you're such a bright light. You know, all for the glory of God. Because <sighs> I'm so, I'm so imperfect. And I think, you know, that just is what really came out of some of my reflective time yesterday was just, uh, just so imperfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and just needing, just needing the simplicity of Jesus to be that foundation for me yeah. that I'm just loved <laughs> and I'm loved because even when I make so many mistakes and I fall short of others expectations or my own <laughs> I am still loved and I'm still accepted and that is my hope. And that's yeah. what I want to give to other people. So bringing it back, you know, to the Gen X. And that overflow from the baby boomers, leaving a legacy. And from those even beyond, wanting to have an impact. You know, we just, we are not guaranteed the day when we wake up in the morning. And so how are we going to choose to live it? Mm -hmm. And how are we going to choose to share and to give? And sometimes it is okay to receive too. And we, we need to live I just firmly believe, and life isn't always great for me, but I just firmly believe we need to live in that contentment, which leads to hopeful moments. Yeah. yeah. That's good. When I make posts like this morning that are so impactful for me, and I want to share that because I want to leave See, I just want to be impactful. I want to leave a legacy. My kids are my legacy, but I, wa I, I want it to be more than, than that. If it's just my kids, then that's amazing and life is done. But I know God has called us to do more. Mm -hmm. And so when I, get, when I get messages like that, I'm just so humbled that mm -hmm. I actually get to be used in that capacity. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's right. It's it is a humbling thing, especially when you when we put some when we put so much of ourselves out there and we become vulnerable. Yeah, you know, like a, a response like that becomes even that much more uh, emotional for us, right? Is that mm. exact thing? So, um, so it just makes sense that that your intended purpose is coming out, and even though in in the other times there's like maybe that other stuff that that you battle with with social media and that's why this moment is so glorious is because it's it feels pure i think it feels pure and that god is using you as a conduit and i think that's valuable Mm. makes sense that's that's what it is to be to find happiness and contentment i think too is just noticing that god's using you and, Mm. and you get to be a part of his kingdom yeah Well, our show is about only we matter, but it's not true because we all matter. And our podcast is about cross-generational helping to bridge the gap. So I hope our listeners have felt that we helped bridge the gap a little bit more in this podcast. And we wish them, we wish all of you, and I wish you, Jacqueline, a very happy and content Christmas. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Reach out to us, everybody, if uh, if you have any questions uh, to our listeners. Reach out to us. We're still being and attached to social subscribe. media. Hit subscribe. Yes. If you listen to one episode, hit subscribe. Do it. It's, Do uh, it. How, join us. Join us for this fun ride. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Hey, we're trying to build each other up, not ignore each other here on Only We Matter podcast with Brandon and Jacqueline. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button and keep the conversation going.